ESG risks and opportunities have become a key consideration over the past five years, especially in industries such as agriculture, energy and transport. So with this increased awareness not going away anytime soon, what really is ESG and what do we need to know about it right now? In this episode, I'm joined by Maria Latini, the Executive Director at the FAIR Initiative, who's going to give me the lowdown. The global food system is facing unparalleled challenges and changes. So, how can we reset for a better, more sustainable future? Introducing Control-Alt-Meat, the weekly podcast that explores the issues transforming the global food business. I'm your host, Katie Briefel. Come join me as I speak to the innovators and investors, policymakers and product developers, the scientists and the chefs, who are all on the front line reshaping the future of our food. Brands and businesses have never been more focused on environmental social governance, or ESG, than they are today. So, what does ESG really mean, and what are the key things we should know about right now? In this mini-episode, I'm joined by Maria Latini, the Executive Director of the FAIR Foundation, to give us the key points. Maria, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. So we're going to talk about five key things we need to know about ESG. First of all, could you just explain what this acronym actually means? So ESG actually means incorporating environment, social and governance issues into the buy, sell and hold decisions of your pension fund portfolio holdings. So some of you may have not even may not even know that someone is actively managing your pension funds in order to give you the best possible return. So yet they are and and actually that's what an asset manager does every day to ensure you receive a healthy pension when you retire. And so how is environmental social governance good for my pension fund? Well, fund managers actually are analyzing risk. And sometimes that risk is clearly in plain sight, like a company dumping toxic chemicals into waterways and then getting slapped with a fine, which then ends up causing the stock price of that company to plummet. And sometimes it's really not so obvious. Like, for example, farmers giving antibiotics to their pigs, chicken and fish, which end up being destined for your dinner plate. And then analysts really trying to understand how this is, has the potential to create another global epidemic. But this time, with human antibiotic resistance, which actually can make treating basic illnesses or doing routine surgeries impossible. And how do investors stay up to date with all of these ESG risks? Well, they do so in, in many ways, but, but really, I'd like to focus in on, on two main avenues. So first, quite obviously, they analyze topics through reading reports and looking at websites. They look at regulations in different countries where these companies are operating. They speak to experts, academics, NGOs. Really, they want to get a full picture of potential risks. And also, not surprisingly, they speak directly to companies and and sometimes even go out to visit their production sites like mines or farms or production lines. But they also have another tool at their disposal, which, again, is speaking directly to company management. Um, They want to really get the information directly from the source 
or sometimes they engage formally with company management with the aim of really trying to change some of their operational practices for the better. And this is sometimes referred to as facilitated collaborative engagement. And this technique really brings together investors and corporates and allows investors to lay out the business case of a certain risk. And this is really effective in getting companies' attention and their focus on how they may want to really change their practices in order to actually avoid a lot of these material financial risks. And so is ESG always about the bad or can it be about the good as well? It can definitely be about the good. Often we find when there's a problem, there's usually a market out there actively pursuing a solution. So for example, we've had an over-reliance on coal, on oil and on gas, and, and we've all known about that for a couple of decades now. But at the same time, we saw this huge development of alternatives like wind turbines and solar panels, and now even electric cars. And really we've seen this, the very same thing happened with food. So we know we have an over-reliance on intensively produced meat, fish, and dairy, and we have this whole new food tech revolution that's creating delicious plant-based replacements to some of our favorite animal products like burgers and sausages and even cheese. So these trends are super important and they can change the market and the outlook and even the profitability for many of the companies in the sector. And those companies who are actually are ahead of these trends can really benefit. So for people like me, for listeners, how can we as consumers be part of this ESG movement? Well, you can definitely play a part, Katie. You obviously are a consumer of goods and services. You have a choice about what electricity company you use, about what car you drive, about what food you buy, and even which stores and restaurants you buy it from. You can ask your local supermarket to stock your favorite plant-based products. You can ask McDonald's and Taco Bell if they use meat and fish treated with antibiotics. And just the same, you could ask your employer who your pension fund provider is and see how they are addressing E, S, and G issues in your portfolio to make sure your retirement money is considering the environment, people, animals, and the planet. And all of this really makes a difference because companies want to listen to their consumers and companies also need to listen to their investors. And as a consumer of products and as an investor through your pension fund, you too can do your part. All you need to do is ask. Thank you, Maria. That was really insightful. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Control Alt Meet. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on social media to help us reach more listeners like you. You can also visit controlaltmeet.com to learn more.